What's up, Soap Suds? Welcome back to another episode of The Geek Soapbox. As always, I'm your host, Michael Lee Ponton, and I'm joined by my co-host... Leva Bates. Yeah! yeah. Leva, what's shaking? Uh, Super Bowl stuff, I guess. <laughs> Sports ball <laughs> happening. I watched The weekend just now. I was, almost, I was a little late because I was actually watching him and not getting ready, so I apologize for that. <laughs> I wasn't so aware impressed. of how many weekend songs I actually really liked. I was like, oh, I really like this song, too. That's him? Oh, that's him, too? <laughs> oh, I don't, my gosh. I'm not current with American. Oh, I'm not current with, oh, music. with any current music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leva, I am super excited for our guest tonight. He is probably the most energetic and enthusiastic person that I know. Like, he literally throws himself 200% into anything and everything that he does. Uh, he's done audience warm-ups across the globe for Family Feud, The Steve Harvey Show, The Bachelor, and is currently the warm-up guy for The Kelly Clarkson Show, Leva, your friend and mine, Ruben Irving. I'm so excited. Ruben, how are you? Fan. I've been a fan of this show for a minute. And now I get to, I get, now I get to be on it. I'm in here like swimwear all in the crack. I'm oh ready, my baby. God. Let's go. Yes. Let's uh, go. How are you, brother? Man, I'm so good. You know, I live in California, but I miss all my friends and family back home in Florida. Uh, I'm so good. I'm so good. Family's downstairs. Uh, watching the Super Bowl, uh, my wife and my brother are losing their rabbit ass. Not mine. We're we're not together. My brother is home, and my wife's here because we're in the middle of a pandemic, panorama, pandemonium. <laughs> yep, <laughs> all those we're things. So, but everybody's good, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I know I just rattled off, uh, you know, just like a few of your accomplishments with this, which really tip of the iceberg there. Uh, but for those of our listeners who might not be familiar with you and your work, I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our guests on TGS. Yeah. What would your bio and stats be on the back of your geek trading card? Geek trading card. Okay. So it would say, uh, Owns all the Transformers. I mean, yes. I mean, there they are. You see, uh, it would say, "Why does a grown man have so many comic books, and how can he possibly play this many video games with children?" That should be on the back. That's on the back. It's all down the side. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so you're a warm-up guy. Yeah. Uh, I know you wave your geek flag pretty freely, pretty proudly. Uh, yeah. How is that received on set? You know what? Uh, so, okay. I kind of eased into it. All right. So, uh, quick backstory. Uh, my, one of my first gigs ever in, in TV, well, this iteration of my life in TV, was I was a warm-up guy for Steve Harvey. And uh, it is very important that people wear suits that are kind of in his crew. And so I started wearing suits. But after a while, I was like, I am not a 60-year-old black man. And I would like to dress how I want to dress. And so I kind of progressed <laughs> into the more geekier stuff. And now that I've eased everybody into it, it's fine. But now working for Kelly and the other shows I do, all the shows I do don't give a damn. Kelly Clark is rock and roll. She don't care. All the other shows, they're like, ah, it's Ruben. At this point, I've now made a name for myself. Because, you know, awesome. again, I'm loud. My suits are loud. My car is loud. It's 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 a given at this point. If I'm quiet, people think I'm sick now. So uh, I've got to kind of pimp my way into uh, just doing what I want now. Just, it's just great. Eased into it, and uh, here we are now. Just yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned your wife. You mentioned your kids. Uh, yeah. How's how's everybody doing? Everybody's good, man. You know, we've kind of transitioned uh, into this whole home schooling life yeah. uh the boys hate it i hate it the wife hates it but we're making it happen we uh <laughs> we, we're we, i mean we gotta we gotta there's nothing we can do about it yeah we live in california everything's locked down right now you know what i'm saying we uh you yeah know, what, we're in what, the middle of a potpourri what's been really uh, anything about it so what's it been like navigating the last year out there okay so you know what i've lucked out so um uh, yes, I'm a TV warm-up guy, but one of my other gigs is I'm a TV announcer. I'm the actually announcer for Family Feud and a couple other shows. Yeah. And because of my relationship with Fremantle, not only have I been able to stay working, I've actually picked up new gigs in the and you know, now I'm doing like commercials from my house to send a crew to my house. I have everybody gotta get COVID tested. I'm doing like mini commercials for 
for like a family feud, Fremantle and stuff like that. So, you know what? Um, I can say that I'm blessed and I'm lucky and I'm grateful because not everybody has fared this way. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, entertainers in general took a really big hit. Everybody hits. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to take away from anybody else's struggle. Yeah. I'm just simply saying as my life and me being an entertainer, we're taking a hit, man. You know, we yeah. there's no shows, you know, there's bars are not having DJs, you know, you know, there's no karaoke. There's no, there's no nothing. The TV shows are not having audiences. You know, there's, they're doing the Super Bowl right now. And the only way you can get it in is if you have a very coveted vaccine shot. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, everything's very weird and very different, but I'm very, very grateful that, Hey, it's crazy, but I'm still working and I'm praying for everybody. And we come on the other side of this, everybody's stronger and, and everybody's got that hustle driving over overload. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I agree. 150%. Uh, all right. So Leva, Ruben, what have you been playing? What have you been reading and what have you been watching? Um, okay. I'll start. Go for it. Uh, what am I playing? Okay. So still Hades. Uh, I think I'm about like 135 hours Jesus. into it. Wow. Um, I did unlock a really big scene I, that could be the, the big ending, but there's a few other things I haven't completely, like there's a reunion I've been really working on trying to make happen. So I'm still playing it and I'm not sure I'm actually done because I went through another run through after this big thing happened. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, is there more? Is there, is, is this not the true ending yet? Cause I hear there's an ending and then there's the true ending and I still not sure if I'm there yet. So is a I'm game still good plugging or, time in. Is a game good or bad when you don't know if it's over? <laughs> like, the, the thing is what happened, I could have been hundred percent satisfied with it, except for I wanted this one other reunion to happen. So that's why I keep playing. But now I'm like, wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I'm playing. Uh, besides Overwatch, we're we're in the the Lunar New Year uh, side things for Overwatch. So I just got the Batiste skin. He's like the terracotta soldier skin. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. That sounds I'm a nerd. Cool. Okay, uh, so that's what I'm playing. That's why we're on this show. Yeah, I'm also playing a lot of Project Makeover on my phone. Because <laughs> I'm okay. 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 Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I'd embrace the girl side of me, I guess, at one point. <laughs> it's actually kind of like making me think of how to redecorate my home and my clothes. So listen, multifaceted games uh, are very what practical. I, what am I watching? Uh, I'm sure we'll hit on it. WandaVision, uh, as always. Uh, Mass Dancer, I'm pretty sure we'll hit on. I'm watching that. And then I've been, oh, oh, took your advice. I went ahead and finished the, the three episodes <laughs> of Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> Because I text you. T- you did. In almost all caps, I wasn't ready for a few scenes. That's, yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of hooked back in. I feel like the last two episodes of that season, which is the you know, last two episodes that just aired. Right. Uh, were probably some of the best they've done. They were. A hundred percent. I told Kelly, I yeah, said, I was if like, I don't now watch- you got me back in this stupid show. If I don't oh. watch any more of this show, I'll be good. Like it had a nice ending, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, but no, no, it didn't." With the very, very ending. No, you are yes, you are correct. It it they left it I on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they left it on, on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it also had some nice closure. And I was yeah. like, "Okay, if, yeah, there's some good closure. Yeah, a lot of good closure. There there was some other closure I didn't want to happen. It makes sense while while the you know parents were saying bye, but that hurt my heart mm-hmm. a lot." Right. Uh, and then Fringe. Oh my God, I forgot how wonderful Fringe is. I'm like tearing through season four. Uh, I love Fringe so much. <laughs> I haven't so watched good. it in so long. I can't hardly remember. Oh my God, it's on Amazon Prime. Right. Uh, I've been. That's what I've been doing for like legit this whole afternoon. <laughs> Besides working out, I didn't do a workout because I'm that. Oh, and reading. I can wrap this up. Make it quick. Uh, I did finish the Unbucks book. I think I said that last week, and I started. A book called Lore. Actually, I have it next to me because I was going to read it on the couch and I got distracted by Fringe. Lore. So, again, because I've been playing Hades, I've been in a whole Greek mythology kick. So, I'm giving that a shot. I'm only like the first chapter in, but it's interesting. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. I have no opinion on it because I just started it. (laughs) 
That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> You're giving us the update. Ruben, what's happening in your uh, world? Reading, playing, and what else? Watching. Watching. Okay. So reading, um, I downloaded, I got a humble a humble bundle mm-hmm. of image comic books a while mm. back. I got the iPad Pro for one specific reason, to read comic books on it. Nice. So I am like tearing through old Elephant Men and old Savage Dragon and all sorts of old comic books that I used to read back in the day. Why? Because uh, you, I like comfort and rewriting, rereading stuff makes me comfortable. And yep. so that's what I'm doing. As far as reading, um, playing... Okay, this is, a, this is an open-ended question because it depends on where I am, all right? Yeah. So, if I'm in my room, my little my little cave here, I'm trying to uh, finish Valhalla. I'm getting, I've, I've started, I've gotten real slow because I know I'm at the end and I went, and every time I get to the end of something, I start slowing down. I'm like, well, what's that shiny thing over there? Let me explore <laughs> yeah. it. So I, I get real slow. <laughs> uh, Milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> I mean, 135 hours on Hades. Come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, if 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 I'm on my couch, I'm uh, playing Scott Pilgrim vs. World because he just re-released it. I'm so yes. excited about that. And if I'm at work on my break times, I am replaying. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's the name? It's a, it, was, it was a multiplayer game. Oh, uh, Dogs, Watch Dogs, not Watch, not Watch Dogs. Sleeping Dogs, Sleeping Dogs. It is an open world kind of. GTA-ish, but with karate. And uh, they, Shut they up. Shut year, the front year. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it came out years and years ago, and uh, <laughs> I just want to play work. Um, and then watching... Okay, so I have to apologize. I'm only... I'm only three episodes into WandaVision. I'm going to finish up tonight. I apologize. No, no right. worries. Oh, well, no we worries. can't talk then. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I apologize. Leva and I'll do a pickup. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's that. And then I... um warrior on hbo if you are not watching this show okay okay pitch me pitch me i am not watching this show i apologize it is a show that was kind of inspired by bruce lee and it was what he wanted to do back in the day it's it was kind of a westerny uh old school period piece and um it is amazing i don't know why i didn't hear about it because it's the second season and i didn't know it's, it's a second like now that you're mentioning it i remember i like saw some ads for it and i was like oh, i don't really know what that is you have to watch it think, okay think the drama and ridiculousness of i, I hate everybody compares it to game of thrones but think the drama and ridiculousness of game of thrones yeah but in a in a uh let's say what year was this when do we when do we get out of the damn right after the civil war it's right after the civil war okay. right so america's all right but with karate it's so good. Oh, <laughs> so, yes, please. Yes, uh, so yes, good. yes. And then last but not least, I, again, I'm way, way behind. Uh, I finally finished up the boys. And so yeah, that's what I've been, that's, that's read, watch. Oh, hey, the boys. Yeah. For the fourth time. <laughs> oh, oh, Matthew, the warrior, warrior takes place 1870, San Francisco. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I'm gonna Google this right now. I know, seriously. I gotta, I gotta hop on that HBO Max, right? It should be there. It's on there. So good. Oh man, Uh, what have I been doing? I have been, I've been playing uh, a little bit of. Well, first, I've been catching up, uh, continuing to play Persona Five Royal. So good, such dope. Just the music, the art style. It's (laughs) so good. Uh, And then I've been playing an actual physical game. Here to slay. Oh, that's so much fun. By the makers of Unstable Unicorns. Uh, it's a super fun card game where you just like build a party of adventurers and try to take down beasts and uh, screw over the other teams that are trying to do the same thing. Awesome. Steal their car. Oh, it's fun. It's super, super fun. Uh, I love it. And watching, yeah, WandaVision and Mass Dancer. And that's really yeah, like. Mass Dancer? I actually, Ruben, I actually watching, know who have everyone you seen else any is of Mass now. Dancer? I'm mad because I'm not watching it, but I got called to work that show, but it, it, it was smack dab in the middle of Family Feud, so I couldn't do it. Oh. I wanted to do that show. Oh, my God. I, I, I figured everyone out now. Oh, you figured everyone out? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, t- all I, t- right. I took last night and spent all that time. L- listen, when it comes to these Mass shows, Rue, uh, <laughs> Leva is a detective. <laughs> Like she picks uh, oh, every yeah? piece apart. Yeah. All right. Who yeah. who you got? Who you got? All right. Uh, well, let, before we go into that, what did you think of this this last episode? Like with the performance? Because all right, so Lee being his artistic director <laughs> self, 
is so critical. He's like, I am. I am. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that was cute. And he was no. like, no, that no, was it's terrible. terrible. This sucks. That's terrible. I do this for a living. That person would have gotten some notes. <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Zebra was not good this time. I don't know how he survived. Not good this time? Well, don't you mean every time? Not hey. good. <laughs> it's not his forte, okay? You know just, who, you this know who just it goes is? to show how hard being an animated character is. It is not it really is. It easy. Is. Okay. No. All right. So, so here are my predictions real quick. So spoilers if you haven't watched it. But here are the people that are left. We have Zebra, who we just talked about, mm-hmm. who didn't deserve to win Ooh, that Should have been that out. Vote. Should have been cut. But that is Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. hundred. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. With all the clues. Um. And then, who do we got? Who we got? A lot of them. All right, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of these celebrities I don't know, so I was cross-referencing what people think, and then cross-referencing all of the the clues with mm. the other people that it could be. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cotton Candy. Okay, Cotton Candy is an Olympic winner. Uh, it is Gabby Douglas. Okay. A lot of people think it's Simone. Simone Biles. Simone, but. Yeah. Uh, Gabby Douglas actually has a line of light lipstick, and she did the lipstick with the lashes in okay, her thing. There you go. So, um, I also cross, cross like reference the body type. Um, Tulip is a girl from Dancing with the Stars and Dance Moms. Okay. Her name is Mackenzie Tiger. I think that's her name. That's, that she also has like an older person. sister. They're talking about the whole sister thing. She had an older sister named Maddie. There you so. Go. Um, and then who am I missing? Uh, oh, Sloth. Sloth. I'm not gonna lie. Sloth is a little disappointing because I was really hoping it's gonna be Matthew Morrison. It's not Matthew Morrison. There's some dude from Dancing with the Stars. His name is Maxim Chip. Something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. done a lot of Broadway too, and yeah. that is where the Broadway comes in. But that's the accent. The accent you're hearing is that. Gotcha. That is. I don't. I don't watch those shows. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I'm, no, I'm sorry I'm, I'm for like, anyone who does. I only want. Only reason I know these names because I'm in TV. And I've had yeah, I've heard, I'm like. TV. Yeah, I've no, heard that name. I've but, seen that that person's picture. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did a lot of cross referencing. So like, people are like, "How dare you not know?" It's like McKenzie. What's her face? And I'm like, I've never heard of this person. No. How, maybe the judges haven't heard of this person. You know what I mean? Like, Next. maybe they don't watch that show, you know? But yeah. Brutal. So, Brutal. A lot of cross-referencing, but. All right. Well, we'll see in the next. Did you uh, did you get Exotic Bird? Did you? By the end by the end of that episode, I uh, I had put the clues together. There were a lot of clues in that package. Yeah. They, I, I feel like they give you more clues than Singer. Because you well, hear you their voices. You don't, yeah. Yeah, they have to give you so. more clues. You can't go off of just their movement alone. You'd never get it ever, ever, ever. Okay. No. Uh, all right. What do you say uh, we move on to the old geekery of the weekery? According to FilmRatings.com, the Snyder Cut of Justice League has received an R rating for violence and some language. Really? This is not Snyder's first R-rated flick, as both Watchmen and the director's cut of Batman v Superman also received R ratings. Uh, Ruben, Leva yeah. and I are both very lukewarm on uh, the Snyder cut. What's your take? Uh, okay, here we go. I, I'm I'm interested in it because I um, I'm one of the few people that didn't hate any of the DC movies. I don't, I don't hate them. Like I I'm a, I'm an old I'm an older geek, so I appreciate that the fact that we're actually getting blockbuster movies with people that fly in it, okay? You got to understand what I grew okay. up with. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have necessarily all this. So so all this, I like all the Transformer movies, except for the last one. What the hell were the dragons? But anyways, uh, so yes. I'm okay. I'm okay with, with the Snyder Cut. I'm okay with it. I just want them to release it. I think like they're overhyping it. Mm-hmm. I think by the time it gets here, people are going to be worn out with it. Because again, Look, you're you're they're promoting this as this is what's going to save your thought process and save what you actually thought of the movie. It actually was really good. It was just edited wrong. Okay, bro. So that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> to put on the editors. High buddy. expectations. 
<laughs> I mean, you better it better come with it. You know, it, it has to. If not, all this build up for nothing. Just let it out. I don't give a damn what the rating is. Just could yeah. you just put it out so that we can watch this thing and stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I feel like we're all of kind of the same mindset of like, I just want to see it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just, I, yeah, just, I feel like see it. Yeah, it's been in the news for so long that it's like, is it ever actually coming out? Or is this just one big practical joke on the They started talking about it with COVID-17, which is the most ridiculous (laughs) thing about it. That's how long ago it was before we started talking about this ish. Just put the movie out. Put it out. (laughs) Just why are we talking about it? Millions of dollars later, re-editing, reshoots. It's hopefully mustache. hopefully it's all cohesive no mustache no mustache no game. upper lip please no god <laughs> please i can't unsee it uh, uh and then according to the hollywood reporter the mcu's upcoming blade reboot has found a writer in watchman stacy osei kufor osei kufor was emmy nominated for her writing on hulu's pen 15 and last year won a Writers Guild of America Award for Best New Series, along with the rest of the writers and staff from HBO's Watchmen Limited Series. The Hollywood Reporter went on to say that Marvel had been meeting with writers for the last six months and only seriously considered pitches from black writers. However, when Kevin Feige first announced the project and Oscar winner Mahershala Ali as the titular Daywalker in 2019, he said we wouldn't see this film before MCU Phase 5. So we still have... (laughs) quite the yeah. ways to go uh that being said are, are you guys feeling any hype for blade on you leave i'll tell you how i feel i i'll be honest i love blade one so much that it, it's really hard for me to get hyped mm-hmm. about this but but on the flip side i feel like everything that mcu is pretty much done like 99 percent of it i've loved yeah. so i just gotta trust in mcu but Man, I really love Blade. Like, that was one of the ones, like, Daywalker. And then Steven Dorff was, like, the sexiest evil vampire I've ever seen in my life. It's good. It's a classic. Like, it's it was a superhero movie when they were very few and far between. Okay. Like, I agree with Leva. First Blade movie, super iconic. I mean, it was peak, yeah. you know, techno, uh, the blood. Everything about it was both goofy yet it was it was it was uh i mean remember we were we were right coming off of ridiculousness like mortal Kombat movies so the the bar was low the bar was the floor so uh for it to come out and and do what it did was amazing now here's where i got excited i got excited uh i do like that the young lady from uh watchman is on because watchman was an amazing series number one number two uh mahershala ali is is goaded like he man look I, I think that if there's anybody out there right now that is not a no name that could possibly move into that role, I think he's the guy. And the fact that Wesley Snipes is involved with this in the last the, on the back end here, I think that we have the potential of it being a good movie. We have the potential of it. Okay. So now, mm-hmm. as long look, we look as long as we don't make it Blade Two, as long as it's not Blade Two, as long as it's not Blade. Uh, what's his name? He messed up the movie too. Uh, it was, now he's Deadpool. What's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Okay, if Ryan Reynolds showed up, he better be Deadpool only. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't show up doing nothing else. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this is called the soapbox. <laughs> hey man, I I'll be honest. I don't know the actor at all. What what has he been in? Oh he oh man, so much stuff. Uh, and I and of course you you're catching me off guard here, but he is known like he was like you remember how chadwick boseman was the black guy in everything mm-hmm. mahershala is the other black guy yeah. <laughs> it was the three black guys that only get roles are, are <laughs> michael b jordan uh, chadwick boseman and mahershala ali those are three those are the only three allowed in they're the three black stooges of hollywood they're the only ones allowed to be in movies right now <laughs> but he's good he's gonna be good he, yeah okay. he, he was in uh, research him he was in luke cage wait was he the the main bad guy season two mm-hmm. oh shit i like him yeah he's great, great. but, he's, but great. he's already someone in mcu is that gonna <laughs> hey, hey, hey. michael hey. b gordon was johnny storm and killmonger <laughs> we gonna let this shit slide we let it slide <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this, is, this is what we have to do uh <laughs> just keep just keep okay. bringing it okay like i said only three black people <laughs> love this stuff. They keep repurposing the same black people. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think this is a perfect segue into our topic of the week. So I received a message from friend of the show, Seth Hornish, that said this. I was rewatching X-Men 2000 today since it's offered in 4K on Disney Plus when something occurred to me. Most of the characters are fairly timeless and could be inserted basically any time into any time period. However, the largest motivation for Magneto is his Jewish heritage and experience with the Holocaust, which I believe binds his age to a period we are nearing the end of. If he was 8 in 1944, that would have made him 64 during the 2000 film and 84 now. If you were to reboot Magneto with a more contemporary backstory, which decade would you place him in and would you make any changes to his character while still preserving the overarching theme of the character we know? Now, it, after I got this email, um, I, I remembered an article that I had read just a couple days ago or uh, before that. It was talking about how the MCU could be made more contemporary uh, if Professor X and Magneto were portrayed as black men who grew up in the 1960s, experienced the civil rights movement firsthand, then discovered they were mutants, and had to face many of those same issues all over again. One of the names thrown out in the article uh, for either role was Giancarlo Esposito, and I was like, I dig this. I can get behind this. However, then I thought about it and came back to that same question that Seth had, isn't Magneto's Jewish Holocaust survivor heritage essential to who he is as a character? While casting him as a black man is more inclusive to the black community, does that change, marginalize, and diminish the importance of the Jewish community? What do you guys think? Like, when is it okay to race bend a character? And, you know, are there characters that, that absolutely can't be touched? Like, wh what are you, what, how do you guys feel on this topic? I think that you have to... Um you have to be sensitive in this, especially when it comes to the Holocaust and the, the, the Jewish identity and the whole nine yards. But it's a very, very, very important thing to say is we're now getting past the point where that could be a factor if it's not a period piece. Okay. Right. Now that being said, I think that, um, I think that you should still, keep i would i would love a elseworlds i would love a a what if i would love a offshoot i, w I don't think i'd necessarily need, need it to be canon because you know i don't think diversity at the sake of erasure doesn't work for me right yeah so while i want i i don't I, i've always said this look there are many many characters in dc marvel image whatever whatever that their race does not matter who they are does not matter okay but there's some of it that you got to go oh wait a minute wait a minute we have to we got to scale this back to look at it we got to peel back the layer a little bit what's up soap suds michael lee here from the future as i am editing this podcast uh, i just wanted to let you guys know full disclosure while we were recording this episode we had some connection issues uh, so ruben cut out here for a second as you probably heard there just a minute ago uh, what he's about to talk about is he's transitioning into talking about why you cannot change the race of black panther all right let's get back to the show why because him being african part of an african nation that is hidden is integral to his character, right? But then when you go and you are like, like for me, uh, I think that um, <clears throat> roles like Iron Fist, Iron Fist did not have to be a white dude. It didn't have to be a white dude. I know everybody goes, well, the, 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 you have to have the, the privileged part of it for him to be in that character. I don't think you necessarily need that mm -hmm. for that character. However, scale it back. Captain America needs to be a white dude you know why because at that time in that time period before he falls in the ice and blah 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 now if you want to make another captain america that comes after that then we can have that conversation but let's be honest they weren't doing those things with black dudes in the military at that time they weren't going to do that with us ain't gonna happen they were definitely sure wasn't going to let a black dude be the symbol of america you know in the 1920s right. it's just not going to be a thing you know what i mean so yeah. You, you have to, I feel like, and again, this is all up for debate, but I feel like 
Yes, there should be more diversity. Things like Johnny Storm being black, who cares? You know what I mean? Things like, you know, uh, 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 Green Lantern being white or black, who cares? His color, his race is not integrated in his, his, his character, right? But right. you gotta, you gotta, some of them have to stay the same, you know? That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, and to, to your point, um, you know, talking about Green Lantern, you know, there was talk that they were going to cast a, a black Hal Jordan, because to your point, yeah, there's no there's no necessarily reason why he has to be white at, at all. But does that diminish the value of John Stewart? See, it only diminishes the value of John Stewart to people like you and me and Leva who actually read comic books. When you're talking about the people who are actually watching these movies, my sons don't know the difference between Hal Jordan and and they, my, my sons don't care. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Now I will say this: yes, we do need representation i say the story all the time my sons sitting in the theater watching an afro-latino spider-man that had the same curly hair as they did the same texture of skin as they did the same wide ass nose as they did did something to them my son my youngest is like that's that's his thing now but for me i didn't necessarily as a kid really think about stuff like that until i got older and i was like yo black panther yo Yo, yo, this, this spawns black. Yo, yo, you know what I mean. And so I, I didn't have that growing up. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, again, I think representation matters. I think that exposure matters. But maybe we don't necessarily have to change everybody for the sake of change. Mm -hmm. It's my humble opinion. Yeah, Leva, what's your what's your take? Do you have a take? Um, I actually very much agree with this. Um being a white girl from Kentucky I you know I feel like I can't really speak a lot on this except for maybe talking about from the female perspective yeah uh talking about race and uh bending but there's also um you know women re representation mm -hmm. and changing you know gender bending as well yeah um, I mean yeah C uh, Captain or you know Marvell and that mm -hmm. Benning became a female i know a lot of young girls that really look up to to you know captain marvel so i i right. feel that's pretty cool but again i'm kind of like i'm an old nerd so for me you know i had Catwoman growing up that was me and maybe she wasn't the best role model but you know michelle fiverr's Catwoman was what i was obsessed with growing up with i was gonna grow up to be a Catwoman, you know and now that i feel like nowadays there's a lot more to pick and choose from you know i may not be the biggest wonder woman fan but i feel like she is a good role model for for young girls out there as well as like captain marvel and and you know what even like uh uh pepper i, I think it was really yeah. cool when they put her in the iron man suit you know you that shows that yes a woman can also do this as well you know and I, I think that was i feel like that was almost more symbolic than just having like you know the the superman version woman you know of wonder woman which is also awesome don't get me wrong you know i, I grew up with linda carter but i seeing pepper put that suit on really was a moment for me going that's that's freaking cool mm -hmm. you know yeah. like name iron man but that's like iron person you know like iron she is iron man you know she did the moment she was able to do it it doesn't matter the actual gender it's just if you if you're good enough smart enough you I mean, know and do it as, as far as as far as being a woman goes think about the the controversy the, the slight controversy that happened um we were just before the show we we're talking about the show the boys where they casted stormfront which is a big burly dude in the comic books they casted as a woman in the show now it opened up a completely different narrative about her character and completely different narrative about what you could do with that character per se. But mm -hmm. there was, there was uproar about it, but I, I think sometimes it doesn't, there's sometimes it doesn't matter. And sometimes it does. Exactly. You know? There's sometimes yeah. where I could care less. Like I don't look, let's the, 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 the writing on the wall is this, a lot of these characters that we have today could not be a woman back in the day could not be black latino asian back in the day it was 
white and for, look black panther they made a black panther comic book and then they told the dude hey man cover his face up so that the people don't realize he's black you know what i mean so there was a time where it just could not be done so now we're moving into a more liberal age a more open-minded age a more of a and look tradition just for the sake of being traditional is stupid however do not take away tradition in favor of erasure, especially when it comes to Magneto, who's Jewish. Mm -hmm. Storm, who needs to be her character because she came from Africa. Yeah. It's part of her narrative, okay? Um, you got Oliver uh, uh, Green Arrow needs to be white. Here's why. His privilege and his money and his, and his uh, uh, generational wealth is what made that character that character, right? So you got to make him Oliver. Now you want to fast forward and make another green later later on and take the mantle. We can have that conversation, but the original story sometimes has to be what it is, you know. So, so you're saying like Oliver Queen, Bruce Wayne, those characters, the billionaire privileged characters, should stay white. And Look, then if you if to. you want a black Batman, if you want a black Green Arrow, that should be like a mantle they pass down, kind of like what we're talking about with like Captain America and and Falcon now. Because you, know I mean? you have to you have to admit money and privilege is part of Green Arrows and Batman superpower. Okay. Period. Okay. Yeah. Just, it just is, you know. That is part of their superpower. Are there rich black people? Yes. Are there wealthy Asian people? Yes. But being rich white in America is part of their lore. It's part of what makes up who they are. Period. You know what I mean? Well, however you feel about it, that's part of their backstory. Leave it as is. Again, there's a black Batman right now, right? They're in the comic books. Yeah. They pass the mantle, they sidestep it, do whatever. Look how they did Spider-Man. Okay. You have Miles Morales, who started off as an ultimate Spider-Man character, which basically, for those folks at home, is, was kind of like an offshoot of the Marvel Universe. They made him canon, but they had to do it in a kind of weird way in the comic book. But look how they, they and they multiverse it in the movies. But he is still Spider-Man. He's just not Peter Parker. I'm okay with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, all that that works. I, I, think, I think a lot of people just get butt hurt when it comes to change <laughs> you know Bro, that is like, say I, it say it man it's, we, we get so caught up in tradition but that's for everybody right yeah. even even us sitting here there's things that we all do that we have to do right like my, your pattern of things you do throughout the day and if somebody messes up your pattern of thing it throws you off right okay but that's america right now the pattern is changing whether we like it or not the pattern is changing they keep rebooting movies we old nerds hate it but they're not making this for us. You know what I mean? They're making it for the younger kids crowd. Now there are some stuff they're making for us, but for the most part, nostalgia is not their, not on their brains. They're trying to get that new money. They're trying to get that 15, 16, 20 year old geek to keep going to day 40 and keep buying transformers. That's what they want. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, you know, if we were to go back to the, the X-Men question, Here's here's kind of where my brain went on it, and you guys can definitely let me know, you know, how you feel about it. Picture picture it is the '60s. Uh, let's say Charles is black, and let's say Eric is the grandson or son, you know, however the timeline lines up of of a Holocaust survivor. You know, they befriend each other as boys. They support each other. You know. Eric definitely supports Charles because his family's already been through this and he's like, you know, I'm an ally and I'll stand with you. And, you know, they, they make it through the sixties and then they both find out they're, you know, mutants and it, there's another level of discrimination that comes along. So now this is what causes them to, to split because, you know, Eric, Eric tells Charles, you know, you saw what they did to, to your family. I know what they did to my family. It's just, it's just going to keep happening. So now we've got to take it in a different direction. I mean, you know, uh, I think, uh, A, I don't know if you know this, but I, I read a while back that Xavier and Magneto were inspired by, kind of, sort of, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Correct. Right? So uh, I think what you're saying would work because the reality is this. 
a Jewish character might not necessarily uh, today have the Holocaust as their pinpoint, mm-hmm. but we have people right now conspiracy theories about Jewish people. I mean, they're literally talking about George Soros in the news every other day, like right. he's the boogeyman. You know what I mean? So it's not like unfortunately that prejudice has gone away. So you could still have those characters. You can still have that conversation. You can still have the um, influence of prejudice. Um, but yes, the the original back to the original statement. The fact that we're still saying that Magneto in 2021, his his uh, motivation is the Holocaust is kind of getting dated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. And yes, I agree with that. You know, if they were young now, you know, if if it if it is if we're trying to get them to their, you know, 50s or 60s you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, contemporarily, they would have been younger, closer to those events. Maybe it would have had an influence on them growing up. But yes, yes absolutely. If, if, would. If it, Look, my, nobody I know was a slave. Right. I mean, but but it, it has still affected me in some kind of way up until now. My father drank out of a black and white water fountain. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like there was things that were put in place before that may not necessarily be super inspirational now right. but it happened it still affects there's there's waves of it there's waves of feminism there uh, 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 anti anti-female there's waves of, of you know uh, homophobic those things that started way back when still wave at us today and they're very yeah. much watching over us you know so uh i mean this is such a touchy subject because you don't want to piss anybody off no but, yeah you, know, you you i think that is very important that especially for the the Magneto character, that you have to keep it as that Jewish backstory, whether you tweak it from Holocaust or not. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to keep it because again, outwardly, how many Jewish superhero supervillains are out there? Right. Outwardly, there's not really. I mean, there's probably a lot. We can all dive into our comic books and go through and figure it out. But outwardly, as their motivational thing how many of them are there it's not very many you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so and i off the top of my head all i can think of is magneto you know um so i think you have to keep him because i think it's important to the to the lore of the character yep uh greed man there's some good opinions some good <laughs> thoughts i i can't i can't say anything better than you rue like you <laughs> you nail it like I, this is why we this is why we had you come on because you you got it uh, I actually I have a question. Go for um, it. Is, is there any sort of dream casting that you've thought of that, like, man, it'd be really cool if we changed the race or the gender of a character that maybe hasn't changed yet? Is there something like kind of a, like you know it may never happen, but it'd be kind of cool if this ever happened. Do you have one of those? Um, any of those? Mine is mine, and I just said earlier, mine is Iron Fist, and I know that's a pretty touchy subject, and I'm tired of Asian characters always having to do karate, um, but I think that uh, they miss an opportunity with having an Asian um, Iron Fist. I think that, um, and I think that I think that when we're talking about gender or race switching, it can't just be black and white. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Throw some Latinos in that bad boy. You know what I'm saying? Throw throw, yeah. throw some Indian culture in there. Throw these things in there so yeah. that we can get some more flavor in here. It does not have to just be black or white. That's what it, it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be. Um, and it seems uh, like I, when uh, when Eternals comes out later this year, they've done a hell of a lot of that. And that's that's good. exciting. Good. You know, that's what we need, man. It, 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 look. This plate needs flavor. I need you to put some seasoning in my food, okay? I need some salt, pepper, some cumin. I don't know what paprika does. Does anybody know what paprika does? Like, it doesn't isn't it, really. Isn't taste. it like kind of a spice? It's like a, a spice. But have you ever tasted paprika? I've tasted paprika. It don't taste like nothing. Anyway, this isn't is paprika what you put on your deviled eggs? Yes. It, and it guess smoking? what? It tastes like nothing. It tastes like zero. You know, it, gives you, it gives it a little bit. What taste buds do you have? <laughs> I have. I, 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 unless it's smoked paprika, paprika tastes like air and thoughts. I don't care what nobody says. You talk. That's delicious. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to put it on my deviled egg. 
thing because you got to because it makes it look pretty. <laughs> it is aesthetically pleasing to me, and I will have it on there, whether you like it or not. But I literally the other day, like, I'm like, I don't taste like nothing. <laughs> Nobody knows what it tastes like, but we all use it. We all use it. You go in your place right now. You got a bottle in there right now for Publix. Go look. Go listen there. <laughs> I'm not know, really sure. I don't know Leah has spices in her house, to be honest with you. I have a little bit. I have like ramen spices and weird like yeah, curry spices. Say, I know for a fact, Leah, you got some weird spices up in your house. Don't <laughs> me. Nope. You got something in there with some Asian writing on it that I don't know what it is, but you can read it, but I can't. I know for a fact one of them did that. It, that's true. That is 100% true. That's Probably awesome. Korean or Japanese. See, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, let's, uh, let's check the mailbag, shall we? All right. This is a this is a short one, but I think it's a it's it's cute. Uh, at Bandana Quinn sent. I still have my Sony PSP to this day and generation. Is the PSP still worth getting for 2021? Absolutely. I have all the PS1 classics. Here I am playing the OG Final Fantasy VII. I don't have a PSP. What how, how do you guys feel about this? Is it hold up? Is it I- good? I still have a PSP. I have still have a PSP Vita. I have the. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Too bad the spices weren't that close, Leva. <laughs> They're back there. <laughs> I can go grab them if you like. But <laughs> I have all that. In fact, uh, I mean, I, I also have a PS1 that has the screen on it too. So. Okay. Damn. Okay, so I'm triggered right now. Can I tell you why I'm triggered? Because my little brother, the Marine, took my, took my damn PlayStation and he said he's going to bring it back. And then he flew to Japan with it and never brought back the PlayStation. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why, why did he not come back with it? Where did he go? I, dude, I don't know what he did with it, but he showed up. He, he, went, he deployed with it. And he said, I'm going to send it to you in the mail. Mail never came. Mail never came. Why would, no, 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 no. You can't mail that. I can't say nothing though. I uh I uh I have so many toys now. <laughs> I, really can't. I can't say nothing. You just I feel that just you just filled that little void in your heart with something else. Uh, that's, Transformer. That's how my Nintendo is. I let someone borrow my Nintendo and I never got it back. That happened to my Sega Genesis. All my Dreamcast. Oh we've all lost consoles. Borrow. But hey, back to your Vita question. Vita, I think you should have a Vita. Um, uh, they're great for emulation. Um, oh, they still have parts out there for it. You can you can sideload them the whole nine yards. I like them. Cool. I like it. There's a lot of weird offshoot games that come on the Vita. I play so many weird like dating Sims. They're like, choose this. <laughs> yep. They're, like, give her the give her the face, bro. Like, I have some weird ass like games on there but it's fun they're fun and it's not anything i'd ever find on my actual playstation so i can't say nothing i play yakuza games and they every last one of them's got a dating sim in it some kind of way so i can't say nothing <laughs> <laughs> every last one of them oh my god <laughs> i'm just saying y'all i'm just saying that <laughs> is amazing i see over here in the chat some other folks here you go. Name some other uh, Jewish characters. And I can't believe that I forgot about them. Ben Grimm and Kitty Pride. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't I know about Grimm. I knew Kitty Pride, and I brain farted on that. I didn't really. I didn't know that. I definitely know that the thing is Jewish. I didn't fact I mean, I check. I believe it. you. I believe I, you. I believe. Listen, I, he's we're the all guy in the shield. I, I never. I didn't know. I didn't know. Maybe because it's not like I don't know. It, it, would that be something that would that be a bad thing to change, like if they they race spent that? Um, would it be bad? I don't think so. Would they? Would there be outrage? Absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, until t- this very second, we didn't. You and I didn't know. <laughs> Once again, what you? I I personally, 
it's it's not really part of their character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you talk about what uh the thing, I think you has to be from New York. That's the only thing I think of when I think of the right. thing. He has to be from yes. New York. He's gonna have that New York swagger. I did not know the June side of him. Kitty Pride is tofu. She takes on the flavor of whatever comic book she's in. I don't, I have never really known. That's her power. That is also <laughs> who she is. She, kind of, she flows through things. And she takes on the flavor. She got a dragon. We know about the dragon. We don't, that's it. Nobody is dragon Jewish. These are the hard hitting questions that we got. Actually, I have my Kitty Pride dragon, right? Hold on. Hold on. You do not. Right there. She's pointing right, right there on top of the bookshelf. Right there. Lockheed, I see you. Your your pipe dragon can meet my 3D printed laser beak that I shut made. the front door. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh we could we could go on about Why toys. is it here? Why what? is it here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, we could probably just do show and tell all night with uh, all of our oh. toys that we got because <laughs> they're just shelves <laughs> and boxes and just that's the whole show. That's uh, we'll do that. We'll have you back on and we'll do show and tell. Like legit, like I'm just looking at all of those. Like, all right, do you also collect like Beast Wars and all of those, or is it just like Gen I'm One? Gen One. Gen One. But those are all Gen One. Uh, for the most part, there's a couple of of offshoots in there. But for the most part, everything is Gen One, or I get a redo, and then and then there's my Infinity Gauntlet collection, um, and then I'm making a Black Panther Infinity Gauntlet as we speak. Oh so, my lord! Nice. That wow, because I knew someone who had a Transformers room, but they had like all of them, like they had Beast Wars and all of them. So, so. you know what I had to do is because I'm getting too many, and so I have to specialize. Like I got to the point where I was like, I just can't buy all of them. I gotta only buy what I like because if I start buying everything, my room will be full of GI Joes, Transformers, mm-hmm. Master of the Uniforms, Thundercats. I'll have a whole room full of crap and nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. So, um, I, I started to get just the ones that I like, and even some of the stuff you see here is gonna go away because it's like, it, if it's in the package, it doesn't need to be displayed like this. I, I buy I buy toys, not boxes. So I'm going to put those away, and then I have I just ordered this gigantic Unicron statue that stands like four feet high shut the really? door i have two of them i don't know where they're going to go <laughs> two different ones or just two of the same two of the same uh let's talk about that so i bought one <laughs> forgot mm-hmm. i bought the first one and scotch the next day told me to buy another one. <laughs> oh, scotch how uh, dare you $600 Transformers and one of them is going to get sold on the market. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. <laughs> this, this amazing. Uh, I've, I've become the same way uh, with my Masters of the Universe. I ha- I'm having to limit myself to He-Mans and Skeletors. Yeah. Whatever, whatever variety, you know, Funko Pop, Dorbs, New action figures, whatever the new new series of things is, just He Man, just Skeletor, because I, I cannot control myself something. otherwise. I might have to send you something, brother. I just got the plans to make. I got to figure out if it's going to be sturdy enough, but I got the plans to make a a life size uh, Skeletor staff. Oh, God. <laughs> so I. Oh. <laughs> Havoc I, I, staff. Just, I just got the purple filament and everything. So oh. I may, if I can figure it out right. Oh, <laughs> I just got goosebumps all over my body. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm, I'm really obsessed with blind boxes. So they have Master of the Universe blind boxes. This See, no. Mm-mm. You, so. you get those blind boxes. You open them up and give, give me the ones that I want. <laughs> because, oh, okay. Because I will obsessively buy them. <laughs> what do the boxes look like, by the way? How cute are they? Yeah, that that's pretty, that's pretty is dope. money. And then you get the little guy inside Leva, of it. You can't show me these things. You can't, I can't show you. <laughs> you're not allowed. <laughs> you can't show me these things. I want it too. <laughs> oh my god, Leva, Leva's PS5. got these tiny little mini master figures. They're like small and chunky and fat and like <laughs> anime looking. I can't. Uh, it comes with a tiny you, little uh, castle grayskull get, box. Lee, did you get the ones that uh that came that? Target just re- reissued. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. What? I don't know. What are those? 
the uh, Target just reissued the Master Universe, the Skeletor. Oh, the oh origins. yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was yes. the one you were looking for, uh-huh. right? I couldn't find uh, Skeletor for a long time. Yeah, and I had him on my wish list just in case he got available <laughs> and someone bought him for you. Yep. So, but you found it. So I, I found it. List. I found it. I found <laughs> it. I mean, somebody else found it, and then I paid them for it. But yeah, that's how we do. That's right. how we got to do. Us geese, we got to look out for each other. We're always yeah. checking the pegs at the stores. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you need this. Look what I look what I found. You need this. <laughs> My inbox is full of that. My inbox <laughs> is full of, full of. Hey, Rue, Rue, Rue. See me transforming the target. Damn it. This is why <laughs> uh, we love each other and we're terrible for each other. Right? <laughs> oh man, you guys are great. Uh, I think that's it. Let's. Uh, we're just about out of time. You guys are awesome, Ruben. Uh, where can our soap suds find you online? What's next for you? What 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 can you tease out to us? Uh, first things first, I can't tell you how much I appreciate y'all letting me sub in on this. This was dope. Uh, y'all are cool as hell, and I miss your faces, number one. Aww. Number two, uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at, at I am Ruben Irvin. That's Ruben, R-U-B-I-N-E-R-V-I-N. Uh, same spelling on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, please keep watching Family Feud. I'm going to announce it for that show, and that's how I'm going to send my kids to college. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Leva, what's next for you? Oh, man. Um, oh, Critical Botch. I Don't quote me on that, but we have another game session. I'm going to say it's Tuesday. Sweet. Usually we, we've been going on Mondays, but Peter Avalon has something going on Monday around the same time, so we're pushing it to Tuesday. So I think it's actually happening on Tuesday. Uh, I'm also running the the AW Heels party on Friday. This coming Friday, so it's a Halloween theme. So we have Brandy and uh, Cody doing like a not so newlywed game, and then we have a Q and A with Ricky Stark since he's our most eligible bachelor mm. in AEW. Uh, yeah, so we say. <laughs> um, so I'm running those. Uh, obviously, we tape every other week, so keep him busy, cool. hustling. At Wrestling Leva on all the things still? Oh, yeah. Haven't, haven't changed yeah, any of your handles? About. Yeah, Wrestling Leva, everything. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Emily Ponton on Twitter and catch me gaming on twitch.tv slash thegeeksoapbox every Tuesday and Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to follow at the Geek Soapbox on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always email us your comments, your opinions, your questions, and show ideas to the address thegeeksoapbox at gmail. Or come on over and share them to our very new Discord community. The link will be in the episode description below. And as always, the audio-only version of the show will be available Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. And hey, listeners, uh, if you ever want to see our geeky faces recording this-ish live, come on over to the Geek Soapbox uh, twitch.tv slash thegeeksoapbox every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's uh, that's just about it. That's going to do it for us here. Uh, once again, big thanks, Ruben, for being here. Thank you. Anytime you want to come back, let's uh, just say the word, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Transformers episode. Let me know. Yeah, brother. Uh, <laughs> next Sunday is Valentine's Day, so our next episode, Leave and I will be ranking famous fictional couples and we're going to need your help coming up with our pool of contenders. So be sure to follow at the Geek Soapbox for more information. Thanks for watching and listening. Until next time, bye!
The Geek Soapbox is a TGS Entertainment production, executive produced and directed by Michael Lee Ponton, with associate producer Leva Bates, floor director Matt Smith, theme music by Richard Reeves, and additional musical cues by Adhesive Wombat.